Thunders podcast. Again, brought to you thanks to our sponsors, uh, the Proper Blokes Club. Uh, find them www.thepropablokesclub.co.uk or on Facebook, uh, helping men with their mental health. Joining us, we have Dan Finch. Evening, Finchy. Our peoples. And Ryan Scott. How are we doing? Welcome, one and all. I'm fine, thank you. How uh, are after, you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. After a slightly Southgate and Salty podcast last time out, uh, we're gonna, we've decided tonight we're going to look at uh, football financing. We're talking about salary caps, agents' fees, everything. Uh, and, and in light of what's happened to Derby this week, uh, uh, there's plenty to discuss. Uh, we're also looking at uh, David Moyes. Uh, the David Moyes Hate Club might be in uh, in full effect this uh, this evening, uh, this time this time around. I suspect. And we're going to look at this Arsene Wenger's idea, or Arsene Wenger of FIFA. This is Arsene Wenger's idea that we have a World Cup every two years. Uh, I've got some fairly strong opinions on that one. Uh, I've got to say, and uh, I might get a bit salty towards certain people on that one. Uh, but let's start with finances. Ryan, this is your um, your little baby, this one, isn't it? Um, where do you want to start with this little beauty? Um, well, I was just actually genuinely wondering whether the two of you felt that maybe like caps should now be introduced, given the level of spending. Uh, we've obviously seen the news recently. Oh, hello. Sorry. Who's that? What the... What's sorry, going on? What, what's happened? I'm getting sorry. I've got some music being played coming through my ears. I apologise. No, okay, it must have been through just... the uh, article website I was on. Uh, anyway, going back. Wow, through it. Just carry on. Start again after three. Sorry, I've, I've closed the window. Um, obviously, because of the 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 situation with Derby County now going into administration, we've obviously seen Barcelona massively unload players uh, during the summer transfer window to try and meet. Uh, various regulations in place uh the spanish uh, spanish league have now put a, a i think it's a 70 percent cap on real madrid and barcelona because their wage turnover was exceeding their income so i was no just... shit sherlock exactly so i was just wondering whether you guys felt that maybe it was about time for wages to be capped maybe for uh transfer fees to be capped as well um and we'll obviously get on to agents fees as well uh, you've got a basic problem with trying to do some of that uh, because as soon as you try that with the clubs, they go running to the European Union and say it's a restraint of trade. Uh, and this is the whole reason that the year, the uh, year, the Super League nearly came about. It's simply because Barcelona and Real Madrid are skint. Uh, as we know, Barcelona are almost a million pounds in debt. Uh, Real Madrid are heading that way, aren't they, as well? So... And that, that the the European that the, the Super League was to bail them out of that debt because they just wanted to grab more of the pie. Uh, but you try and put in any salary cap, any transfer cap, any cap like that. You've seen Paris Saint Germain challenge UEFA. You, we've seen Man City. They go to the court of arbitration, or they'll. And the bottom line is they'll challenge you in court every single day. So you can try. Uh, you can probably do it. Uh, um, well, they tried it in the football league to put a, a, a financial fair play uh, in place in the in the in the, in the football league at, at League One to uh, League Two, League League One, and the Championship. Clubs overturned it last year, uh, which you know. Uh, so, and and if you've got clubs like Barcelona, it's uh, they can't help themselves but run up debt after debt after debt. That club should go bust. It. Uh, I know they're the biggest club in the world, but the debts they've got, someone needs to start calling these debts in properly. 
That that's terrible mismanagement. And we're looking at uh, Derby at the moment, completely mismanaged. Uh, Charlton for a period mismanaged. Bury out of business. Uh, it's it's got to be about who owns these clubs, not about putting salary caps in. It needs to they need to be uh, the clubs need to be owned by people that are suitable. Um, we've seen uh, owners. I mean, we it's you look at Berry went out of business, and the people that some of the people that were involved on the fringe of Berry nearly bought into Charlton Athletic at one stage. <laughs> And, and now rumoured to buying into Rochdale. In 25% of Rochdale. And they went in the club, and it's all about getting what they can. Uh, I, I'm not going to name the individual, because as far as I'm concerned, he's a fucking dick splash, and he doesn't deserve name, and he doesn't deserve the publicity. But they went into Charlton. The first thing they do is buy a fleet of Range Rovers for themselves, get themselves a very nice plush apartment in the Docklands, all on the club's expense, and then start shoving in invoices for about two months non-work, and claiming about two two three million pounds in wages that they're owed or money they're owed because of these invoices. And as long as the authorities are allowing clowns like this who are there to asset strip, who don't know how to run a company, have never run a company properly in their lives. And you look at these clowns, they've got a trail of businesses behind them that have gone bankrupt or they've or they've they've folded with debts. As long as people like the EFL, the football the, the Premier League the Premier League only acted against Newcastle's potential owners because as far as the Premier League were concerned, they were stealing from the Premier League by 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 allowing uh, the, the Premier League to be shown in a certain country without any payment being made. Uh, that's the only reason the Premier League got involved with Newcastle's takeover. That stinks to high heaven. Spanish leagues need to get a grip of... Barcelona's supposed to be fan-owned. Well, it's not working at Barcelona. Real Madrid, I'm not I'm not sure about the business model Real Madrid's, of Real Madrid. Real Madrid's money is the prince of Spain and Real Madrid. So Is it yeah, well yeah. you know. <laughs> and unless unless FIFA it's gotta be well, I mean, this is the problem. You've got an organization like FIFA, riddled with corruption for years upon years upon years, are supposed to be in charge. It turned a blind eye. UEFA. Don't care. They should be doing something about these clubs that are in debt. But they don't do anything. Like they don't do anything about racism. They don't unless there's money coming in. As long as there's money coming, people like UEFA and FIFA don't give a, a dustman's fart or a yeah, it's wankers. Move on. Who's next? Um, yeah, um, I think there's, there's there's two points, and I think Pete's made them both in his usual rant. Um, there's the argument for big teams, then there's the ones for the lower down. The problem with the big teams is. The Barcelonas, Real Madrid, Manchester United's, they're bigger than the conglomerates that supposedly hold them to it. They're bigger than UEFA. They're bigger than FIFA. So when UEFA and FIFA try things, you're going to get held up because the big teams are bigger than you. They have more money than you. They have, well, they should have more money than you. Barcelona, obviously not, but somehow manage it. But they're bigger statues. And people, if they go to court, the clubs are going to win with ease. So... You know, it's it's one of those things where I personally wasn't a fan of a salary cap per se. However, I'm more lenient to it, and we'll get into that in a while, I'm sure. Mine is my link to other sports, especially American sports, where there is a cap, and it's still it's still competitive. I'm sure Pete can vouch for that as a, a fellow NFL fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but with the EFL thing, you know, the cap they tried. Pete mentioned the cap in that they had with League One. The cap was a stupid idea because how can you have a cap for the football league where I think 
wasn't it Charlton were held to 30 grand for their squad? Yeah, so uh, there was you, a certain you, amount. You, you could not go over 30 grand a week. That's when you get to the championship where there wasn't teams are paying next to 100 grand. It's impossible to make that step up. Yeah, you can't. You can't business. afford. You it cannot afford no the wages. Sense. Yeah, you can't afford the, uh, a team from League One or League Two going up to the Championship is going to struggle, and it's going to take them unless they've got a very talented team of players uh, and they can keep them together somehow. They're not going to be able to bring their wages in line because you don't get extra money for being in the Championship. You, you well, there's no. The, that we've the seen point. that. That's what happened with Charlton before. The, and they the, did it by an average, didn't they? So it was. Yeah. It was. Um, Taking into consideration, and I don't mean this in a horrible way, but taking into the consideration Accrington Stanley's budget, uh, Wimbledon's budget, Burton's budget, and then our budget, Sunderland's budget, and finding an average. Well, like for, for clubs like Cholton and Sunderland, uh, I think Peterborough had the problem, not maybe not Peterborough, Wigan. You're being told you can't sign anyone because the budget that you've already got is already because Cholton think you were in the championship. We were probably paying 50, 60 grand in weeks' wages. We've gone down and now been told you have to pay 30 grand. We've now got to make that difference because we can't sign anyone. Even if we sell a player for 10 grand, we can't replace that 10 grand because it's not in the budget. We weren't told we had to necessarily work our way down from 60 grand to 30 grand, but they were told you can't spend more. So if we lost a player that was on 10K, we couldn't replace him because with the we were 10K player. over the budget. Yeah, so you'd have to replace him with a player from 1,000 pounds. It made no sense. And then sadly, when you go up, if they would have kept it, which luckily, thankfully, they didn't, if a team like Hull would have gone up, the difference between their budget compared to a, even a, a bog standard championship to a team like Preston and Millwall would have been 30, 40 grand a week, and then you can't challenge in the league above. Yeah, so you're going to be, you're guaranteed to fight against relegation. I, I think um, we saw with the ESL, uh, a lot of what happened was uh, FIFA grew a pair and said, if you any players play in this Super League, uh, they they will not be allowed to play in FIFA events or, uh, or European European Cups or uh, Nations League Cups or World Cups. That I think was the real kibosh on the whole deal uh, when FIFA said that because the players said, well, players were seriously asking questions. The players have been kept in the dark about it. They knew nothing about that, the announcement. The, I know a lot of a lot of credit is given to the fans, but genuinely for the clubs. They don't give a monkey's about fans. They don't care. The fans are put. They would have maybe taken ten percent when FIFA turned around and said, "Right, we're going to ban you from this. We're going to ban you from that." That's when the players went, "Hold up, I'm Hold not up. giving up my international career yeah. to play for your club." Yeah, that, 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 and that's where it fell down. It, it wasn't the supporters up in arms. It, it will be back. It will be back. It will come around again. They'll try and work it around somewhere because. Barcelona needed to. I mean, you look at that squad that Barcelona are putting out week by week. It's pants. I mean, it's it, it's it'll do all right in Spain, but they they, they it's pants. Luke de Jong up front, really? They were, they were blown apart by Bayern Munich. The other way. I know Bayern Munich are a very good side, but yeah, it but was they, bullying. They weren't. They, they they couldn't even give Bayern Munich a game. I mean, if you're you're playing Luke de Jong up front, who was rejected by Newcastle for crying out loud, I think that tells you everything about the the shite storm that Real Madrid or uh, that Barcelona are in. But they, they they played they played Monday night and like as much as they had the ball and stuff, they played Granada and I don't know Spain too well, but it was a draw. It was probably the right result. It was ugly. Granada would normally be at the on the end of a five six goal thrashing in that game. That's what would normally happen with a decent Barcelona side. So I think um, you're never going to get the salary cap. 
you're never going to get uh, that sort of financial fair play. It's a, it's, it's a joke. It's not going to happen. Uh, the only other change, and I think was was age. I mean, we were going to talk about agents as well, weren't we, Ryan? That was yeah. another thing. At the moment, the club buying the player, I think, or the club, it's between the two clubs who pays the agent. I think you'll find things would change dramatically if suddenly it was the player paying the agent. And that's how it should be, surely. And at the moment, you're, you're signing a player for £50 million. Pounds. There's a fair chance that you've got to pay another 10% to the agent. The club buying that player more. has got to, or more, more have got to play. Um, I mean, we look at, you look at, um, what's the, the two, Javier Mascarano and uh, what's his face? Tevez, yeah. Tevez at West Ham. They were owned by, they were owned, they, their registration wasn't owned by any club. They had third-party third ownership. They were owned by a businessman, basically. Megan on FM. Um, yeah. But if you remember, Alex, I, I want to say it was Alexi Sanchez before he went to United. He's going to sign for City. The deal was done. Two clubs had agreed deal. The player had completed. Man City was, were saying, we're not paying the agent, whether it was £20 million or whatever. And that's why he didn't end up in City. Instead, went to United and ripped them off for every penny they had. Um, well, Ryan. Sorry, this is this this is the the main reason why I brought it up because I was looking at a, an article about uh, Haaland moving from Borussia Dortmund, and uh, his agent Mino Riola had uh, outlaid who was going to get paid what. You know, the, the, there was there was no actual proof of this had come out of his mouth. But this what is are the what figures? Was. Who was getting? Tell us. And uh, basically, he was gonna he was gonna receive about twenty eight million pounds for structure for broker in the deal between. Uh whoever he went to. Uh, Haaland would be earning about £820,000 a week post-tax. Uh, there, there was cuts for Haaland's father and various other middlemen. Well, he did, it, have, he, he did have a job very early, you know, at one stage. I mean, he had to put up and obviously, Keynes, he, I, him. I, I think he got paid, uh, I think it was about £26 million for the Paul Pogba deal to come back to Manchester United. And it just left me asking the question, how can you justify earning 26, 28 million pounds for structuring somebody else's deal? I don't think you can, can you? I, I personally, he's going to justify it and the clubs are going to pay it because the clubs are desperate to have the big name signings. That uh, I'd be interested in Cristiano Ronaldo's deal to Man United, how much the agent got there. I know it was a, wasn't a big fee, but... Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be uh, surely that, that sensible that the player pays the agent for his services. The player's earning the money's earning the money. It's you know it's not. It shouldn't be down to the clubs. I mean, I mean, the agent is there to negotiate on behalf of the player. That's all they should be doing. It's not all they do because they tout them around. Uh, everyone knows that, and they and and, and I mean, you look at uh, Pogba's agent, who's quite happy to chirp in the press about uh, Harland. That you know, it's obvious Harland's going in the summer because his agent says so, because his agent wants the money, and Harland wants to earn the big money, doesn't he? But the, that the shouldn't thing, be allowed. The thing that boggles me and with agents is if even if when you get to the League One, where it's very different, um, obviously from the the top lot, but still, every year, I don't know if it's the same in the Premier League because I don't pay as much attention, but in the Football League, you get the figures come out, which will tell you exactly yes, what League One, League Two are, are spending. And normally, it's like the top teams at top of League One, so your Charlton's, Wimbledon's, 
um, not sorry, Hull, Sunderland. Uh, from League One last season, Hull spent 600k, Sunderland 500k, Ipswich 400k, Charlton and Oxford 300k. That's more than they're spending on players just to sign them. Yeah. For, as a fee, they're giving their agents more than the fee they're giving out to sign the players individually. If you think Cholton signed Jaden Stockley for, I think it was 170k in the summer, that agent's fee that we spent last year is more than we signed for one striker. More than we probably spent all window. I think so, the, the other so that's, problem... So, and that's money that's going out of the game of football. That's what you I was know, just about with, to say. With an agent getting £28 million for a mega deal, that's £28 million that's lost for football. That £28 million, how much could that do at ground level? At football, at, 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 at ground roots, at the grassroots. You know, grassroots level. How much could that do? How many 3G pitches could you install around the country and cover them over for kids yeah, to, 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 to and pay? And how many coaches can you pay? As a, to, This is your job. You go and coach kids. Let's make our kids better. That's what's going. That's what's criminal about this. For a, a, what is literally a few hours work, uh, Harlan's, it shouldn't, no, it just shouldn't. It's just immoral, corrupt and wrong. Yep. The um, other thing... Sorry, Ryan, do you want to go quick? I'm going to change the subject a bit, so you Sorry, go. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I think the other thing, like Pete just said, it's money that leaves the game, and that, that can't be right, especially that large lump sum. I'm not saying agents shouldn't be paid for the job they do, but they shouldn't be paid that much. And I don't under, I, I understand why clubs are reluctant to uh, not pay the money, because obviously if they don't pay the money, the player goes elsewhere. But surely shouldn't there be some FIFA intervention here which says that agents can only earn a certain amount. Um, and well, you, you of, know what will happen. Transfer fee, you, the ag- yeah, the agents will then challenge that in a court of law and say that's a restraint of trade. That's what will happen. That's the bottom line. This is the problem. Uh, they've got the financial wherewithal to take FIFA on in the court in a court of law. But yeah, court, FIFA have got to grow a pair of balls and, and do something about it. Yeah. yeah. But whether they, we mustn't tar all the agents with. Uh, not all agents are money grabbing shysters. There are some very good ones out there. Um, uh, um, Teddy Sheringham's agent, uh, uh, Barry Neville, really nice fella. Straight down the line, Barry. Neville? Barry. Oh. Barry Neville, yeah, yeah, he's not, no, no, Barry, Barry, bub. Uh, he's straight down. Also, Chris Powell's agent as well. Um, and 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 I've seen agents. I mean, you get agents for young players, and and, and that you, you go to a, an under twenty three game, and the amount of people there, and you can you know their agents, and and someone will say, "Oh, watch him, he's an agent." Yeah, he's all right. It, the, within football, they know who they are. All the coaches will know he's, who the agents are, and they will try and make sure that the players they've got playing for them try and go to a reasonable uh, an agent that will actually look after the player and isn't just purely about lining their own pockets. I understand agents are there to make a, a living, but not an obscene living where, where Cristiano's Ronaldo's uh, agent can buy Cristiano Ronaldo a bleeding island as a present. Having a laugh, aren't you? Uh, but Charlton have had exactly that with last season when we sold Dylan Phillips to Cardiff. I think he's at now. Yeah, yeah. When the season started, it seemed that Dylan was quite content at being at the club and, you know, d- doing things. And it was his agent saying, you know, he's not playing. Not Dylan saying he's not playing. It was his agent saying, he doesn't play unless you move him on, blah, blah, blah. 
So that's when but Dylan turned, Dylan supposedly, obviously we don't know, we're not in the building. Supposedly went to Boyer and said, "No, I, I, I'm willing to play." And Boyer said, "No, you. If you're going to keep that agent, then we don't want you here. You can that's go and fair find a new club." But that, that's good. He made a stand against him. It took a uh, step. But go, going back to the financial fair play thing, it, it, it's a sticky one where financial fair play was built to be this life-saving thing for for the lower league clubs. And again, I know I focus a lot on lower league, but my club's lower league, and and I watch a lot of lower league football. It was so suited for the bigger clubs that it was holding back the small teams. You can only sell what you bring in. So even if you had someone back in the club, um, who was it in our league at the time? Fleetwood, I think it was, who had the bloke was saying, like, I've got this money that the club can spend, but I'm not, well, allowed, not allowed to. to. Yeah. Because we have to bring in, he, him putting money into the club doesn't count. It has to be what Fleetwood bring in. As revenue, and for a club like Fleetwood, there isn't a lot of revenue. They're a small town un, club. Under the old FFP rules, before uh, Sandgard wouldn't have even looked at Charlton because it, the, it would have been a pointless exercise because he wouldn't have been able to spend any money. Some, the owner, the, the new owner at Charlton, he would have been really had his hands tied. So, um, I, I, I mean, I don't know what the answer is. It, it, I think it's going to have to be the authorities, and I think they've got to. It's the Barcelona ownership model, and that's down to the supporters then because they vote for these people to become the president or whatever at Barcelona. That's an elected job, uh, and that has been criminally mismanaged, uh, and they should be punished for it. They, they shouldn't. I, think, I, hope they, I hope they finish mid-table and they don't get European football next season. I hope they have a scrap against relegation. I'd I love to see them relegated. The, I think it would serve them right. I think at the, the end of the... Like, to answer Ryan's question that right at the beginning... I think it's too late to put in any anything. Yeah. It's the horse it, too much. I think Pete said enough, really, about court and stuff. It's way too late. If it's something you set up at the beginning of the league, like we said with American football, the MLS, the NFL, whatever, where they yeah. have their salary cap that fluctuates, which is also quite nice for the teams. Um, but you can't throw it in now. It's it's been too long. Clubs are too powerful now. Yeah. Thirty years ago, you might have had a chance. But clubs are way too powerful now. The only way you'd level the game up in football is if you had an NFL-style draft every year, and that ain't going to happen. And the NFL draft is... Uh, I uh, took me a long time to get into it, but I got into it this year. That's and it's, great. It's a brilliant <laughs> thing, but it'll never happen in football. That's no. not the way it'll work in football. Uh, uh, the horse has bolted, and the Super League will happen eventually. It will happen, as sure as eggs are eggs, and as sure as... Um, Crystal Palace were a bunch of nice stripy yes. Nigels. It will happen. Stripy Nigels. Yeah, I was, I was being nice. Yeah, I did wonder where you were going for a minute. Yeah, so did I. <laughs> I, I. I think we might have we might have done that one there, don't you think? What do you think, Ryan? I think yeah, I, I, I think everyone's pretty clear that we're not happy with it, but it, you can't not, see it changing. Yeah, and and the bottom line is, as Dan said, we're just supporters. Uh, we are just the supporters, um, uh, and we are. We don't even the, the people who 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 spend the most money on football are the ones who sit and watch it at home, because that they'll pay for their subscriptions through BT and Sky or whatever. Ain't cheap you, either. And your average season ticket holder at a club, you're not contributing to that club, really not, 
not a Premier League club. You're not contributing to that club. You're just dro- a little drop in the ocean. That's not unless the money they're Arsenal, after. Unless, unless you're Arsenal, Arsenal. yeah. Yeah, that's because... that's not the money they're after. The money they're after, they want is the TV, the TV. money. Well, no, I, I just mean in terms of Arsenal fans, they're paying like in excess of a, it's about 1000 Yeah, yeah, I think their, se- their season tickets are a grand for, plus. Yeah, for a season Well, that ticket, makes them so galloping cockwombles, really, doesn't it? Galloping oh, cockwombles for paying that sort of money for the, uh, the shite they're getting. Um, the majority it, of Arsenal fans are galloping cockwombles. So. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shows off their team by the looks of it. At least they're not. But at least they're not Palace Ultras, eh? That's just... yeah, fair. I mean, they're the lesser spotted great cockwomble they are. Uh, so where are we going next, uh, Ryan? You're you're leading this a bit tonight. Go on. Where do you want to go next? Shall we move on to um, Arsene Wenger? I didn't see it. Uh, can I Although... can, can I give a three-word answer? Four-word answer. He can fuck off. Right, well, let's get on to it. Uh, Arsene Wenger, who apparently can't see nothing during his managerial career, has now been given a job over the last few years from FIFA as, I believe the title is Head of Future Global Football Development. Okay, can Um, we just just change that to Head of Grabbing All the Money That You Southern Well Can? That's what that's all about. Well, I must admit, I, I was cynical when I, when I saw the job title. I thought this might be a job for the lads, you know, for, for one of the boys. But um, instead, we've now got a man who can't see anything on a football, uh, sort of given the role of trying to see the future of football. Uh, one, one of his ideas that he's released recently is to have the World Cup to every two years. So I've got my opinions on this. I know Pete's going to be very ferocious on this. So we'll start with Dan first. And, uh, <laughs> you don't we'll think to... you you don't really think he's going to be any different, do you? Really? Well, no. I I just think like we'll let him get a word in edgeways before you pop off. So Dan, go ahead. I I, I think it's fucking stupid, to be frank. Hey. Uh, the, my my thing is, and and I think people might not dis, might disagree. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. The your I like that each continent gets their tournament. If you do the World Cup every two years, there isn't a Euros, there isn't a Copa America, there isn't a African Cup of Nations, the Asian Cup, the Gold Cup. These things don't happen. And actually, I think maybe not so much for Europe, but South America, North America, African Cup of Nations, they're so important to the football of that continent. I'm probably taking it from a different angle from you guys. Um, there's also, I think the World Cup itself would lose its spark, which is yeah. the, the, the World Cup is such. It's, I know it's not now maybe classed as much, but for me, the World Cup is the, the, the pinnacle of football. That's the big one. I know a lot of people would now say the Champions League, but Charlton aren't going to play the Champions League. England are in a World Cup. <laughs> so I will look more at the World Cup. Um, I, I just, I, it's all about money, as, as Pete, I'm sure, is about to say. But. Um, for me, I just just don't. It's I. There's problems I have with the World Cup, especially the expansion of the World Cup, with it going up to, is it 26 teams, or no, it's bigger than that. 46. I think it's teams. 46. 46 teams. Where if you go make the group stage, you play two games and get sent home. Like, <laughs> that's a piss take in my book already. Like, I don't want to see that every two years. See, like Georgia walking up to a World Cup to get smashed up by Argentina and sent home. I don't, I don't want to see it, so, and I don't want to see a World Cup every two years because the point, and again, like for me, 
when England don't get the opportunity to play Colombia or Uruguay or Japan that often because it's not travel's not the best in season. That's when I'm only really going to see it. And I like the fact that when you do play, when we see England, Brazil, or if you see England, Uruguay, it's a massive game or Germany or France against one of the South America sides. It's huge. And obviously, any, and quite frankly, any chance I get to see England beat Australia in any format is fantastic, in my opinion. So if we get Australia in the World Cup and beat them, absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now, I'm just looking for something. I couldn't find it uh, because... But um, I mean, it's a joke. It is purely a money-making exercise. FIFA wants to make a load, a shitload of money. Uh, it's... No, the, the magical thing about things like the Olympics, things like the World Cup, they don't happen all the time. They don't happen. Uh, they don't happen. It's not. If if you did it as a, every two years, it would it would um, it would negate the excitement uh, because I love the I love the World Cup. I love the Olympics, and I love the fact that I have to wait four years for it to come round. I think that's great, and it's the same with the Euro, the, champ, the European Nations. It's every 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 uh, four years. It makes you. I don't even participate in the European ch- the champion, the Champions Cup, whatever it's called. Euro twenty twenty eight is the next one, or twenty three, twenty four. I don't know. Twenty uh, two. Twenty two. Oh, the World Cup is twenty two. Yeah, twenty. I. I I don't view the European Cup, International Cup competition as well as I do the World Cup. I love it, but the World Cup's the one. And yeah. and if and it's the one because it's every four years. If it wasn't, if it was every two years, I'd get bored with it. I genuinely would. And I, I, I love the idea of every four years, we see some random nation upsetting Germany or someone like that, uh, but, or, or Scotland getting there. And I, I'm with Dan. I think uh, too many teams getting through, uh, and and this is another financial thing for the the club, the, the national associations. You get double double jeopardy. You can go up as group winners, you can go up as second place, and then you can get a third place playoff. No, go back to how it was in the sixties and the seventies. You win your group, way, you can go I just through. Just interrupt quickly, just to say to Ryan, this may end up in a FIFA World Rankings argument, and uh, I'll apologise now because. Because he doesn't like the FIFA World Rankings. They're a pile a of shit. <laughs> so what happened, What should be going on is, is you have a group. So you had, we had a series of groups around Europe. Yeah. Um, in 1970, in the mid-70s, for example, we were in a group with Italy, Luxembourg and a few others. We came second to Italy. We did not go to Argentina because we didn't win the group. It shouldn't be come second and you, you still go. Come second, you failed. No, bollocks. One, one, one group, one winner, one qualifier. That's how you do it. But, and, and don't be doing it every four years. Absolute pile of... And don't get me on the FIFA rankings because how they worked out is, is, is just a, a beyond belief. Let's just... Before, before, I just want to ask Ryan's opinion because, I mean, I don't disagree with your opinion. I just find it funny how, how angry it is. Ryan, <sighs> Pete thinks that the FIFA World Rankings should be... Oh, yeah, purely... yeah. Purely based, purely purely based off your positioning in the World Cup. So FIFA World Rankings. Well, it should be. It should be. Wait, sit, sit. Oh no. Okay, no, no. Let me just say. Let's go on to the FIFA wankings, as I call them. Right. Where were Germany after the last World Cup in the FIFA rankings? About ten. Where did they didn't even get out of their fecking group? Where were Italy in the World Cup rankings after the last World Cup? 
but I think fifty. They weren't even at the World Cup. Absolute pile of knob. Move it on. No. The, right. No, the no, you, no, 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 no. Italy were not in the top fifteen teams in the world. They didn't even qualify to go to the World Cup. So automatically, off you go, Italy. You're nothing. Go on, get out. Go on, sling your rug. My point, Ryan. Was... Germany, number thirty-two, bare minimum. You didn't get out of the group. Go on, off you go. My my thing. Go was... and scratch your ass, Jochen <laughs> Low. Go on and sniff your fingers now, pal. When when the World Cup's every four years, right? Can you reset the world rankings every four years, or yep. do you have to consider, like like when the Euros happen, those results in? And obviously, the point of the New Nations League is that they count as official matches towards it. I don't see the point. I'd rather okay. it's, it's a glorified friendly. Okay. Hold on, wait, Ryan. I'm going to make this really easy for the both of you. I think the FIFA World Rankings are a complete load of bollocks and a complete. Well, I've waste just been time. saying that, haven't I? I, I, I don't no, think it, I don't, I don't think that. they I... should be done full stop. I, I, I think I, I at the end agree. of the day. We have a tournament every four years to decide who the best team is the world in the world is, and that's all you need to know. You get you the, the rankings. The rankings are used to seed the World Cup finals. So if you're in the top fifteen, if you're in the top fifteen, uh, top fifteen ranked player nations in the in the world, you get a you get a you get a high seeding, right? Right. So. For, for example, Germany were in the top 15. They didn't even get out of their freaking group. They should be in the bottom 32. Nowhere okay. near. Okay, why do we need seedings? Why shouldn't it just be you're drawn as a random pot like the FA Cup is? Well, well, then... well what you do is you draw, you have a group and you draw someone from South America, someone from Europe, someone from there, and then a yeah. random. And then a random, which could yeah. be... So you could have England playing Italy. I don't think you I'm need I'm all for seedings. it. Get yeah, me in charge of FIFA. I'll sort this out. We'll get yeah, rid of the fucking I don't rankings. think we need rankings. I don't think we need seedings. And just before we take a quick break in recording and then come back, I will agree with the pair of you that I think having the World Cup every four, every two years is a complete load of bollocks. It's a money-making scheme. It's basically they're trying to dilute the World Cup the same way they uh, diluted the Champions League. The Champions League used to be the European Cup and only the people who won their leagues got in. And then ever since, it's just like now people who are fourth in their league get in, but some teams who have won championships in their own European league have to qualify. It's a load of bollocks. It's a load of nonsense. It is. It is. Because it used to be you had three competitions. You had the, the European Cup, right, for the European, the league winners, right? And the only other team, the, the only team allowed in that competition that weren't league winners were the champions. So if Liverpool won it and didn't win the title the following year, they were in it. You then had the European Cup Winners' Cup, which I thought was a great competition. And they then had the UEFA for the teams underneath. Uh, go back to that and, uh, yeah, right. Manchester United played West Ham recently in the Premier League. Not the Carabao Cup from yesterday, but the Premier League fixture. Yeah. Uh, I, I, come, I think it was in about the 87th, 88th minute. Uh, West Ham won a penalty. It was essentially the last kick of the game. <coughs> Dave Moyes made the decision to bring on Mark Noble, who is the designated uh, penalty taker for West Ham, off the bench on, uh, to take the penalty, even though he hadn't warmed up. He was in his tracksuit and he hadn't kicked a ball since uh, like warm-up at half-time. So he promptly missed the penalty, it was saved by the goalkeeper. 
Um, so I wondered what your opinions were, both of you, on whether he made a mistake or whether he was justified in his decision. Go for it. Dan. Uh, I have no problem with his decision. Uh, if you have a penalty taker and he's on the bench and you've got a sub, I arguably do the same thing if you have that much faith in him. My thing is, at the end of the day, penalties are potluck. Um, when it comes to a penalty, yeah, it's so many factors, it's it's effectively potluck. Um, I'd have done the same thing if I was him. You've got Mark Noble on the bench, an experienced penalty taker, taking penalties in big games. Maybe the his second choice or third choice penalty takers weren't playing for whatever reason or weren't on the pitch at that moment. Uh, you have a spare sub, you have that man on the bench. I, I do the same thing. I've had a go at Cholton for doing this for not doing the same thing. Um, Pete, remember we played Oxford last season mm-hmm. um, away from home, and Connor Washington was on the bench, um, who was our normal penalty taker, and we had a sub left, and we put he didn't come on. The bloke who won the penalty took it. Missed it. And I remember sitting there thinking Washington probably would have scored that. Uh, at the end of the day, Noble missed. If Noble had scored, we'd be saying David Moyes is a genius. So it's potluck. Um, and I'm not, I don't really think it's too much into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Dan on that. It's a, Carab- it's a Carabao Cup, which is a bit of a no, Mickey that was, Mouse. Trip. That was a league no, game. This was, was a league game. Oh, it's a yeah, league yeah, game. Yeah. Either way, either way, I think he's, he's if it, as Dan says, if it comes off, man's a genius. If it doesn't come off, he look, it looks a bit daft. But I don't. I, I think I think yeah as Dan said examples where I've seen uh, players sitting on the bench you know you want them on for a penalty if you've got a penalty shootout or you've got a penalty uh, get them on yeah do it uh, uh, or a set piece you know I mean I think in it it's weird because I think would there be this much fuss I don't want to say fuss talk about it if it wasn't for the England situation at the Euros. Yeah, that's... if Rashford and Sancho hadn't come on and missed their penalties, if they'd scored they'd, their penalties, they'd come on and scored it, or it didn't happen at all. Would there be so much of a fuss? I don't think so. I think for me personally, I don't know if it's because I'm obviously in some other sports. You've you've got uh, people who come off the bench for specific reasons, like you've got kickers in the NFL and stuff like that. So maybe you guys are more used to it because you watch that. I don't, I don't watch that sport, and I thought this was a really bizarre decision. I get his thinking behind it because Mark Noble's got an incredible penalty record. I think he's only missed like four in his West Ham career. So I understand the thinking behind it, but as Dan pointed out, the, the situation at the Euros where I think it was Rashford and Sancho came on, didn't get a touch of the ball, and then were expected to score penalties when they weren't warmed up. They weren't in the mindset of being in a match, being in a pressured situation. Uh, I, I, I just thought this was a, a gamble too far to take. And it ultimately, it cost them the difference between one point and none. I think uh, I think um, if you're a manager and you've got the... Uh, tr- you, you trust that player implicitly. Uh, and I, I guarantee he'll do it again, give him the chance. Because I think that's the way Moyes is. He's, he'll make decisions and he'll stand by them. Uh, and I know... I know that, as I said, I know play, that clubs will have a backup list. Maybe you have two or three players that you take a penalty, yeah. but... If you say his two and three aren't there and you've got your one on the bench and you have a sub, I'd do the same thing, personally. Uh, yeah, snap. The other thing I, I, I would say is how would you feel if you were one of the players on the pitch? I mean, Declan Rice was standing there with the ball under his arm, ready to take it, only to then turn around and watch his manager make a substitution. You'd the be ball pissed taken off. off of, yeah, have the ball taken out of his hands. 
and then the player promptly comes on and misses the spot kick. You'd you be can't pissed. be happy with that. No, no, you can't be happy, and I wouldn't expect a player to be happy because he's a he's a professional footballer, and I expect the manager would have apologised to him and said, "Look, uh, this was my thinking. Had it worked, and the player will, in the cold light of day, will step back. Someone like Declan Rice, who's fairly sensible, I don't think he'll he'll hold it against David Moyes because I think he respects him, and I think what he would do if that was a manager, uh, if that was a manager that you didn't respect, did that to you, uh, then. The, that could be the relationship between the player uh, and and the, the manager gone, but I think uh, Declan Rice has got a lot of respect for David Moyes, and I think they'll have spoken about it. and And Declan Rice will understand that had Mark Noble scored, it'd be a different story. Um, it's just one yeah. Of those but things d- are, during the moment, you can't you can't. If, if that was me, I'd be I'd, looking I said, at him and I'd be like, "Hang on a yeah, minute." As I said, I said, you "Getting I'm, me to take yeah. this." As I said, in the moment, and in that moment, Declan Rice was probably pissed off, quite rightly. And then the full-time whistle goes moments and later, and, obviously... and you've lost the game. But in the cold light of day, once he's probably had a sit-down and a chat with the gaffer, he'll understand what the gaffer was trying to do. As long as it's explained why that happened, I've always found when I, if I played a game, if I, if I wasn't, if I wasn't playing a game, if I wasn't picked for a game, if if it was explained to me why I wasn't picked, I could take that. Regardless of whether or not I agreed with them, but as long as you had the, you came and spoke to me. If, if there was a penalty, a penalty shooter, and I didn't get picked to take a penalty, well, it, uh, that's fine. But if you come to me and say, "Look, I think he was a better chance," and then I can sit back and go, "Yeah, fair enough." And granted, the last time I actually took a penalty, I fucking missed. That's I was going to say, it, I also find it rather interesting that the three times that. that we know of this happening with Sancho, Rashford, and Mark Noble. All three have missed penalties. So surely doesn't that say that maybe Listen, they're not in the right mindset? To... Out there, out there are examples where it has worked. So I can't put my finger on them unless we've got. You need. We need to do a bit of research on this. Maybe yeah, a these challenge. Yeah, three that are in main, main, mainstream. Yeah, maybe because it that, happens in the football league. It sort of thing. League, yeah, it happens. This is this is sort of thing that Dan could have a, a delve into and maybe look and find out, get some information because I suspect it's happened and I suspect it's happened in leagues I've seen in it Europe. Happen. I've seen yeah, that and and it just hasn't worked. It's just one of those things. It's a gamble. In a game of football, there are moments where decisions are made by the players, by the managers, by referees, and those split second decisions. Uh, uh, and he just thought that lo- there's there's not long to go. We need a goal. There's a penalty. Christ, let's get him on. And he's acted quickly. Spur of the not moment. Not long to go. It was the last kick of the game. That's how. But yeah, no, I know, I know. Spur of the moment. It's he's not... thought. Yeah, and he's thought. Let's let's, let's it, play. The thing, the point I made, I think, I think really important. If Mark Noble scores the penalty, David yeah. Moyes is a god. Yeah, exactly. And everyone's saying how smart the decision was. If penalty's uh, a potluck. Yeah, penalty's if, a potluck. If if, 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 if Sancho your, your steal against the keeper's steal or if, vice versa. If Sancho or Saka or anyone that in that England game scores one of those penalties, there's a fair chance we could have still gone on and won that. And Southgate's a genius. If um, if, so, if 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 Saka scores and it's Maguire that missed, I don't think it's talked about. Yeah, I personally. I will give David Moyes all the credit in the world for having the stones to make that call. Yeah. Because you, you've got to have a big set to well, make that got, call. You've got to have cojones but, to do it, yeah. But I, I I don't think it was the right thing to do, I've got to be honest. It wasn't on this occasion. There might be another occasion when he scores and it is the right thing. And then, my God, is it the right thing? It's I think sometimes you have a, 
sometimes you you've got a you you've got a gamble and sometimes gambles are too high to take as a player if i'm sitting on the bench as a player if i'm sitting on a bench and my, and there's a last minute penalty and the manager turns to me do you fancy it i'm all over that as a player i'm all over that especially oh, that, yeah. especially especially as the club's designated penalty taker yeah i'm all over that back, i'm i'm going at back the, to i'm going at back the gaffer, to Ryan's yeah. point about declan roy declan rice probably he probably is upset and he has every right to be but at the end of the day Again, you have the number one, your number one designated, which you knew you've been at the club for years. Mark Noble. Yeah, but he's not on the pitch. On the bench. That's, that, that's no, but, the difference. But as if soon he's as, on the pitch, you don't argue it. But but you should be, I would be, obviously he's in the middle of a game, but as soon as you see Mark Noble there, there's a fair chance he's coming on. And I think I wouldn't be, I think majority of managers would have made that decision. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I don't think so. I can't anyway. go along with the majority of managers would, would make that decision. If they did, then they would be making it all the time. But uh, how many penalties do you see in the last minute? And this is the thing. We we don't know. It will be research we'll have to do because if it happens in the Football League, again, the amount of mind-boggling shit you see in the Football League <laughs> that doesn't get mentioned because yeah, yeah. Oh, it's the Football League, but then you see some little tap-in scored by fucking Rashford at the back post and he gets wanked over as if he's just scored a screamer. So it's probably happened all the time and no one... No one knows anything. And by the way, I'm not having to go at Rashford. I'm just using him as an example. Um, it Bamford. probably happens all the time. We don't talk about it. Bamford, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah Bamford, like Bamford. Tap me, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, what do you dislike more, Patrick Bamford or the FIFA World Rankings? FIFA World Rankings. Because uh, Bamford is, is a footballer. The the, the rankings. Do you think we are... should buy him a Bamford shirt for his birthday? You better not. <laughs> Uh, we're almost World out of ranking time. number one, Bamford. We're almost we're out of time. I love Bamford on the bottom. No, because no, I'd, 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 I'd pay In good a Charlton money. shirt. Yeah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's, it's not going to happen, is it? Um, we're pretty much out of time, really. Um, that's we been lively. That's week. been lively. Uh, thanks very much, Ryan and Dan. You're yeah. very welcome. Uh, don't forget the uh, Proper Blokes Club sponsor us, this uh, shambles. www.thepropablokesclub.co.uk and also on Facebook. Uh, we'll be back next week with more saltiness on me. Uh, see you later.